Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, I just feel like getting to the Word. Is that all right with y'all? Amen. I want you to turn in your Bibles with me. You know, I just said there's just things that come throughout the week and throughout my days as I deal with people, deal with situations. And I just really felt of the Lord to deal with a subject that I I know is the Lord dealing with me to deal with you and so uh, and us. And so I want you to turn first into Job and I want you to go to verse three or chapter three, verse twenty five. Job chapter three, verse twenty five. Job Chapter 3, verse 25. How many are ready? Say amen. Who's not ready? Go, oh me. Amen. Are you ready? Here we go. It says, for the thing which I feared or greatly feared. Another version says, feared the most. The thing that I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which was I was, I was afraid of is come upon me. Now, interestingly enough, if we were to do a research on Job, and if you wanted to, you'd go on YouTube. I've done a, a five-tape or a four-tape or a four-lesson uh, uh, series on the book of Job, trying to explain some of the issues that are there, because most of the time, when we deal with faith, and we deal with people on the subject of faith, the one place they always roll back to is the book of Job. And everybody in the church wants to be Job. Number one, you are not Job. Amen. Number two, he didn't have the covenant that you have. When I think of Job, he did not have our covenant. He did not have Jesus. There was no revelation of the Holy Spirit within him. The Holy Spirit was not residing in him. The covenant had not been fulfilled. Jesus had not fulfilled all the promises. As a matter of fact, at this time, according to what we know, this was the first book of the Bible. And it's, uh, it expresses some things to us. I'm not going into all that. That's not the point today. But I want to draw back to this scripture for you to understand something about Job. You know, the Bible says that, you know, we know New Testament wise that we can call those things that be not as though they are. We can speak things into existence. Our mouth is a producer. It's a, it is a constructive vehicle. And that what we don't say, when we don't speak the word, then we can't have that come to pass. Because it's God's word spoken by us that becomes revelation to us, becomes physical to us. It's what we do speak negatively. When I speak, I produce. It comes from my heart. It's where my heart speaks from. It's the beliefs of my heart. So there are there is moments when we don't speak. And many of us have lost out on things in our lives and we deal with things. And we can't get mad at God because we were unwilling to speak. I wasn't willing to say. Or we became controversial, so to speak, with the word. We began to speak in, in, in utterances or words that were not the Word of God, that were contrary to the Word of God. We began to walk in doubt. Whether we want to believe that or not, we began to speak out doubt, disbelief, unbelief, and discouragement, and all those things. And what happens is, is when you do that, you're not, you're going against His Word. You're speaking against His Word. And you're confirming something else. You're speaking something else into existence. In this case, it's, it, this is, this is where Job was. And he, and it says here that that which I feared the most and that which I greatly was afraid of has come upon me. I believe that this scripture tells us why Job experienced the calamity that he experienced in his life. There were words of confession, things that were not said and other things that were said, he acted on and lived in the fear of his life, which was that which he feared. He feared the loss of his family. 
He was afraid of the loss of his children. He feared the loss of his business uh, uh, accumulation and his wealth. And as we look forward, those confessions were the thing that the devil used or could attack him with. When I think about our lives and I think about faith, we need to understand firmly that what we are unwilling to say, what we have not learned in the word, what we did not find out about God's will, what we have not gotten about God for us, who I am in Christ and who Christ is in me, are words that will never come to pass in my life. I mean, understand, his word comes to pass because it's his word. Not because it's your word, but because it's his word. When I give validity to his word, when I validate my life with his word, when I speak his word over my life, and I confess his word repeatedly about a situation, and I'm, and I continue to build my spirit man on his word, then those things can come to pass and become uh, 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 used in my life, or effective in my life, or what we are. And then if I'm speaking negative words, when I begin to doubt the Word of God, when I begin to speak words other than what God's Word says, I'm creating, but I'm just not creating God's Word. I'm not creating His path. We have to guard our mouth. Somebody say, guard your mouth. You know what I want you to do? I want you to look at somebody. (laughs) <laughs> and I want you to tell them, guard your mouth. Everybody in this church get discouraged at one time or another. You, you go through afflictions in life. It's, it's an absolute fact. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Our victory is not the fact that, the, that, that we have afflictions. Our victory comes from the fact that he will deliver us. From all of them. I have victory in the knowledge that he's my deliverer. My speech is not about the, the, the calamities, catastrophes, and burdens of life. My speech has to be about the victories that Jesus is going to bring to my life. That he's going to work in my life. That he's going to do in my life. I, I need to come to that acceptance of what God has done. And I need to bind up everything that exalts itself. Come on, somebody. I need to bind up everything. See, we don't do that. We don't put a belt around words that make a difference. We we don't lock up the bad things. We let that stuff leak out. And then we go to talk to people about it. You know, oftentimes I go to people and I'm, you know, I'm a faith man. I, I I have come to the knowledge of what faith is and, and it, it, you know, I, I, I understand that we've, you know, and I just, I want to make it clear that, you know, not everybody can walk there or has walked there and experiences in life have brought things to pass. That's not an offense to them. It's no feeling of, of, uh, uh, offense to somebody that didn't know what we ought to know. I mean, ignorance and, and things that we don't know. The Bible says we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. There's no offense to the person that didn't know. If somebody died and went to heaven early, guess what? I'll get to see him again. I just wish they would have stayed here longer. Anybody want to say amen? And I don't, I'm not offended that they didn't know the word or they didn't act on the word of those things. I just, you know, it's about me. i got to keep working on me. And so I, I don't get offended there. But as a faith person, I go around and I talk to people. And they're going through things. They're going through challenges in life. 
You know, and, and I'll talk about, you know, the storm came last week and, you know, and, and they'll tell me how their roof blew off or whatever. And I'll tell, well, thank God the, the bricks didn't fall off the house. Well, you know, it was a real storm. Uh, yes, I know it was a real storm. But you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, my, my tree in the backyard fell down. I'm just wanting them to agree that something good actually happened. You didn't die. I mean, if I'm still stuck over what, you know, because you'll call and you'll have these conversations and all of a sudden these people will begin to confess the negative stuff. And they'll explain to you how, how this thing is really that, how it's really this experience and how we're really going through this. And you'll say, well, thank God you don't have pneumonia. Oh, but you don't understand. I've really got the flu. I don't think anybody hears what I'm trying to say. Listen, when I get sick, it's just a minute. I'm telling you, you only allow a minute. I'm just telling you a minute. And it's, and now it's only a minute with my wife till she shuts me up. Amen. She tells me, you can't talk like that. You can't go there. Jesus said you're healed. And thank God we have people around us that will do that. But if you come to me, that's what you're going to get. If you come to me, because I know that the reason Job went through what he went through is because he began to confess Live and believe the thing that he was, uh, was believing. He believed that and it became reality. I want you to go over to Hebrews 11, 6 with me. Turn over in the Bible to Hebrews eleven six. I believe faith people, Christian believers that want to go further in life have to speak and live in God's word. And here's what it says. It says, but without faith, this is Hebrews eleven six. it's impossible to please God. How many want to please God? Amen. Raise your hands if you want to please God. How many of you don't want to please God? Raise your hands. I'm going to come and speak over you. We ought to want to please God. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that comes to God must believe that he is. And that he's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Faith is is an absolute in the life of the believer. We have to have it. We have to have it to live. And without it, it's impossible to please him. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.7. Turn over to 2 Corinthians 5.7. 2 Corinthians 5.7. Are you ready? It says, for we walk by faith. And not by sight. Won't you say that out loud with me? For we walk by faith and not by sight. Come on, say it again with me. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Let, let me make it even more clear. See, in the realm of the natural, when you think about you living in a body. See, I started last week talking about you're a spirit. You live in a body. Our body likes to determine how we live. Our mind likes to tell us how we live. But I'm a spirit. That's why I flood my life with the, with the word of God. And what comes out of me should come out of my spirit man. I should be like a toothpaste tube filled with toothpaste. When you push it, toothpaste comes out because they put toothpaste in it. And in the believer, there should be a word inside of you that's true. See, we walk by that word. We walk by faith. Say that again. I walk by faith. But see, if I walk in the natural, that's saying that I walk by my five senses. I walk by those five senses. I walk by what I hear. 
I walk by what I see. I walk by what I taste. I walk by what I touch. I walk by the smell of my nose. I have those senses. I have things that connect me to the earth. It's the earth part of who I am. And I could, it says I don't walk by the senses. I don't walk by my senses. See, 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 if you're in the hospital and the doctor walks through the door and they're hooking you up to stuff, you can allow your senses to dominate you or you can allow faith to dominate you. I'm going to get here. You're going to understand because I understand wisdom. I understand things like this. We've all come through this COVID situation. You know, I have chosen to walk by faith related to COVID. I'm not walking unwise. You understand? I've walked by faith. If they said we had to wear a mask in Starbucks, you know what I did? I wore a mask in Starbucks. I didn't always do that for me. Nobody said, Paul said, be all things to. Okay, we can talk about the word or we can talk about your feelings. Would you rather talk about the word? See, I believe we ought to talk about the word. Is that fair to anybody? That's why I never got in a fight. I can't tell you there were times I wanted to. There were things you go places you think, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is the stupid. Have you ever been? I mean, come on. Let's be honest about it. When you go and they got you standing 12 feet apart from each other at the beginning of this thing. In lines outside. In the hot. Don't tell me you didn't think that was stupid. Nobody wants to shout, but it's the truth anyhow. No, but I stood on my line. I'm not saying I always stood exactly on the line. There were times I moved off the line just because that's what I do. Amen. But he says, be all things to all things. See, as a pastor, I knew I could not violate the principles that were out there socially because I had an obligation to the church and to God to represent God correctly. And if it went against the word of God, then I would have stood with the word and I would have made sure that I never violated the word on that. If they went against God or the things were against God, then I stand with the word of God. But on things that didn't have anything, the Bible says nothing about standing on the line. It doesn't say nothing about wearing a mask. Oh, look at nobody shouting. Many of you are making decisions about taking virus shots and all those kinds of things. If you feel led to go take a virus shot, go take a virus shot. If you don't feel led to go take a virus shot, don't get mad at me now. You ready? I hope somebody hears what I'm trying to say to you. I mean, I'll change my mind if I have to, but not in disagreement with the Word of God, because I walk by what? Come on, somebody. I walk by and not by. So I want to justify the fact that there's wisdom in what we do. But let me go beyond that. If I stayed in my house, locked up behind two doors, never opened my windows, only sucked in my air conditioner, had food brought to my house because I was afraid for a year and a half that I was going to get COVID, I was not walking by faith. I was walking by sight. I was walking by what I heard. I was walking by the things that people put into my brain. I didn't have confidence. I didn't have trust that God would protect me and keep me safe. Yes, wear the mask. Yes, go get the virus shot if that's what you feel led to do. Follow instructions. Do those things. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. We walk by faith and not by sight. 
You cannot lock yourself away from the devil. He will show up inside of your house. You cannot hide from satanic things or the work of the enemy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers. We wrestle against the devil. We wrestle the enemy. Our enemy is the devil. The enemy in your family. You know who it is? It's the devil. You can yell, scream, holler, run, leap, jump, whatever you want to do. But you're not wrestling that flesh. You're wrestling something else. The Bible says we wrestle demonic powers, demons. Listen, you cannot lock yourself behind two doors and think you're okay. And the problem is if you become fearful, I hope somebody hears what I'm trying to tell you. I've got good news for you. Good news is that I don't walk by my sight. I don't walk by five senses. I walk with wisdom, but I don't walk by the five senses. I walk by faith. Just like Job. Listen, listen, listen to me. Just like Job, the thing you try to avoid. The thing you fear the most. You won't even know how it showed up. You have kept yourself locked in the house. You have been walking in fear. You have been afraid. You have done everything you could in the natural, but you forgot there is a supernatural. And you'll try and figure, all of a sudden it will show up a year and a half ago by, everybody else is out of COVID, and it's in your house. And you won't even know how you got it. And I can tell you how you get it, because that which I feared the most has come upon me. That which why we've got to walk by faith and not by sight. Come on, somebody, say it with me. I walk by faith and not by sight. Now, don't don't listen. Don't feel bad if that thing shows up. Thank God we can redeem the time. He said, redeem the time for the days are evil. My job is to preach to you so the next time you say no, so the next time you disagree and resist the devil and stand against your enemy and say no to sickness and disease and you walk by faith, but we can walk past where you are now. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat your life up. Don't judge yourself. We can't stand in judgment. He said, judge not, so don't judge. I never stand in judgment. I'm going to be there when you're not sick. I'll be there as a pastor when you are sick I'll be there when we send you to heaven it doesn't matter I'm going to love you all the way to eternity but here's the news let's learn let's get our thinking let's get our mind straight let's get our heart right we walk by faith my parents left this earth early my dad died at 58 I think it was 58 my mom a little later than that my dad was Crippled, had only half of his body, was a, was went through a stroke at 41. My mom ended up with, with uh, brain aneurysms because of medications that were taken wrong. She was allergic to a medication. It caused the arteries in her brain to rupture. Nothing they could do about it. I want you to know something. I thank God they're in heaven. I'm glad. And I could argue with doctors. I, I mean, I... I stood and argued with the doctor the night before my my mom went into her final seizure. Begged him not to do something. Pleaded with him. Said, if you do this, she'll have a stroke in the morning. No, no, no. 
He argued with me because he was the expert. I don't need to tell you all his name. Come on, everybody. We've all been there, right? The next morning I walk in, I walked over to him and said, I told you so. He just turned around and walked away. I thought, you come here. I'm going to, I'm going let's go outside. I don't want to talk like that. I was mad. I'm going to be glad to see my mother in heaven. I'm not going to sue the hospital because they changed their medication. My dad died because he ate too much cheesecake. I'm not going to find the people who made them. But I'm not going out like that. I'm not going out like that. No offense to them. We're going to see each other. Listen, when you're dead and you don't know what... Listen, they don't feel that pain when it's over. Gone. You get what I'm trying to say here. See, because confidence in God, having confidence in God, understands the principles of life and understands... You know, I mean, if you're going down a four-lane road and you see a stop sign at a four, four-way pass... Let me, let me tell you, let's just tell you, we're talking about being led by the Holy Ghost. Y'all ready? Let's talk about this. Let's just, let's just talk about what God wants to do for us. No offense to nobody else. And I don't want you to, I'm going to tell you a story about Stephen. We were riding down the road the other day. It started raining, coming back from Myrtle Beach. We're on our way home. We had spent the night, met the staff over there, uh, some of the staff, for filming. We were filming Celebration on the Beach. So we spent the night. Came home the next day. So we're driving home. It's raining. And the Spirit of the Lord comes on me in the car. The Lord comes on me. And I hear him in my spirit. Tell your son about sliding on the road. Tell your son about, uh, what's it called when you, uh, hydroplane. Tell your son about hydroplaning. Stop. Don't stop the car. But stop and talk to him about hydroplane. I stop in the middle of the car. As I'm in, talking, everybody says, Stephen, what do you do if you start hydroplaning? So I go through this whole scenario. Well, uh, you do this and you do that. And I told him, don't, don't slam on the brakes. Be careful when you're braking. I said, then you can move out of the way if you have to, but don't lose control of the car. I mean, we went through this. It was at least five, eight minutes of me talking about hydroplaning. Just the Lord. And so we get to the house. Uh, we're running around doing things. I went somewhere to do something. And all of a sudden, I get a phone call. Dad, Dad! I'd send him to take his brother to go get something. Then he was coming to the church to work. On his way to church, he calls me. Dad! Dad! I said, what? I, I, I was going down the road. You know this corner on um, Cashua and Palmetto where it slides off onto Cashua? My son... Loses control of his car, hits his brakes, slides down the road, and hits a van. I've had an accident. I've had a wreck. My wife is, does he have his driver's license? <laughs> he yells out, nope. She says, she jumps up off the couch. you got to go take him his driver's license now. Go right now. <laughs> so I've got to go get in my car, go get the driver's license, run down there. But when I get down there, the problem is he ran into a FedEx truck. Yeah, come on, y'all. They got to call the cops. I'm willing to go down there and cash it out. You know, it can't be that bad, right? So I go down there, but you can't cash that out because they got to call FedEx. 
So I get in the car and I pray with Stephen. I said, Stephen, I don't see any damage here. When they, when they, please get here and, and whoever gets here, let me do the talking. Anyway, I get out the car and there's no damage. I talk to the police officer. He says to us, he says, well, look, you know, uh, do we have to file a report? I'm thinking God's with me. <laughs> the manager of FedEx drives up. I said, this is my son. I'm his dad. I'm uh, looking out for my son here. She says, well, let me look at it. I'm praying the whole time. Stephen's in fear. Long story short, she says, I think we're okay. This is a rental vehicle. Let's, let's not sign a report. Here's what I want to tell you. That's right. You can clap. You see, I told him how to protect himself. I gave him wisdom. He did some of the things. And of course, he asked me, what would you do, Dad? I don't understand. How could I have gotten out of that? I said, you could have just gone off the road. You could have just gone off and off to, toward the ditch, son. You could have avoided the whole thing. You were stopping, just go off the road. Oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> but see, I, I heard from the Spirit of God. I heard the direction of the Lord. I had the, the, the knowledge of how to listen. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. I gave him instructions that at least had some benefit to him it kept him from problems then when i arrived i used what i knew about the situation by the spirit of the lord to speak in ways that would have helped what i'm saying to you is that god wants to lead us but he says we walk by faith and not by sight my conversation with him was not a doubt conversation i didn't talk about deaths on the highway and getting run over and killed i talked about how to get out of a mess because god wants to get us out of the messes i wish somebody would understand what i'm talking God wants to get you out of the messes. He wants to help you and instruct you. And that's why we need to get the word of God in us and flood us. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Now I've got a few more minutes. I'm going to finish up. I want you to go with me. We're talking about faith. You're going to want to listen to all three of these messages today. But I want you to go with me to a circumstance that will help you. I want you to turn to Mark chapter 4 verses 35 through 41. Mark chapter 4. Verses 35 through 41. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. Again, I'm not offended by anybody who didn't know what I know. What I'd like to do is impart into you what the Word of God says so you can know how to avoid tragedy. How to avoid struggles. How you can claim the Word of God and walk by faith and not by sight. When it looks bad, it's not, it's not to the point of not overcoming. The story begins here. Jesus and the disciples are leaving the western shore of Galilee and they're immediately going across and their purpose is to go across and sow seed and preach to those on the other side of the Galilee. Starting at verse 35, it says, in the same day when the evening was come, he said to them, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent the multitude away, they took them in a little ship. There were so were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great wind. Highlight, great wind. Great storm of winds. And the waves beat on the ship so much that it was now full. So that it was now full. Now, I want you to be Jesus on one side and the disciples on the other. And I want to talk about this idea that that which we feared the most has come upon us. You have to understand, these were fishermen. They were not idle to the idea of what was going on. We have natural insight and natural knowledge into situations. They knew 
that the little storms that would come up on this on this sea were 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 just like ocean storms and could tip over the boat, destroy their lives, could come in massive ways. I mean, so that it could be destruction and devastation to them. They understood that. That was the natural thinking. What we deal with on earth when it comes to challenges is 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 the understanding that somebody may have said a situation exists in us, but God says that there's something else. God says there's something else. So Jesus is in the boat with them. They know the natural turmoil. They know the disaster. And so he goes on to say, there rose this great wind and the ship had filled up. When it says the ship had filled, it means water got in the ship. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. I mean, here they're in turmoil. They're in total fear. They're in stress. And they went and arose and said to him, said, said, wake them up. And say to him, Master, cast thou not that cares not that not that we perish. So he arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. The wind ceased, there was great calm, and he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? You see, fear. Is the opposite of faith. Fear is the projection of natural things over godly things. Fear takes my senses and elevates them above the Lord's word. Fear is what I use when I begin to speak against God's word. When I say things that are contrary to God's word. And they were in this ship with Jesus. Jesus seems to be unconcerned. They're trying to go, first of all, they were in the will of God. I want you to say this. They were in the will of God. They had not missed the will of God leaving. They were going to do the plan and purpose of the Lord. On their journey to do the plan and purpose of the Lord, a wind and storm comes up on the sea. Jesus is sleeping in the back. They're in crazy fear in the front. But they're in the will of the Lord. See, some of us think because if we if something goes wrong, we're out of the will of the Lord. Many of us move out of the will of God for fear. We move out of the will of God for fear. I've got to go do this because in their mind, it dried up here. With God, it never dries up. No, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. Well, the jobs are better in Timbuktu. But it only costs you $5,000 to move there. $10,000 more for a house a year. Never mind, I'm not going there. I'm just going to say, listen, where you are, God is. He's the same yesterday. Go ahead, let's say it again. I'm going to let you say it. He's the same. And tomorrow. That means your income is the same. Your increase is the same. Your healing is the same. Your deliverance is the same. If you move from here to Timbuktu, you ain't more saved in Timbuktu. 
How much salvation did you get when you got saved? Some? Is it going to be better in New Zealand? Oh, I wish I could get to somebody. I think some, maybe somebody's getting what I'm saying. Because when I got saved, I didn't get partial salvation. I got 100% salvation. I got 100% Jesus, 100% eternity, 100% blessing. Then how much healing did I get on the day I got saved? I didn't get partial healing. I didn't get some healing. I didn't get healing is better in Africa. How much prosperity did I get on the day I got saved? I didn't get partial prosperity. He became, he died on a tree that cursed is everything that hangs upon a tree that the blessings of Abraham. I walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, come on, somebody. Now, if you made it to Timbuktu, then go be blessed in Timbuktu. If you made it back, then stick it out. I'm trying to tell you that everything you need is found in faith. Stop walking by fear and walk by faith. Jesus is not afraid. He's in the back of the ship. They are in the will of God. They are doing the plan of God. They're not going through a storm because they missed God. Storms fill the boat with water. Situation looks dire. Fishermen knew the dangers of the sea. The storm is rising. They seem powerless. I don't know what that is. They seem powerless. They seem powerless. For every one of us that stood in those moments, we seem powerless. But Jesus is still at the hinder of the boat. The word still remains. I don't think you're getting that. I, I, I'm sorry. Maybe you're not getting the point that even though you missed the word, it's still the same. It hadn't changed. It's the same. The word remains the same. I wish somebody would get what I'm talking about. That is as deep as you. You can't get any deeper than that. That no matter what you go through and how powerless you may seem to be, the word of God remains the same. Come on, somebody. Say the word of God remains the same. See, my victory is always the word. And it always remains the same. That's why my victory has to come out of my mouth. That is His Word that I speak because it remains the same. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, you've got victory. You've got authority. The storm represented hopelessness in this situation. The disciples were in a great windstorm. But faith does not deny facts. 
It declares the power of God in the face of a problem. Let me say it again. Faith does not deny the facts. It declares the power of God in the situation. When you hear me come talk to you and I start talking to you about faith. And I start talking to you. I don't need you to tell me what you got. And a lot of times I just agree, uh-huh, 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 but thank God you don't have pneumonia. Uh-huh, 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 but thank God you don't have pneumonia. That's what you're going to get. That Jesus stripes have made you whole. Thank God Jesus stripes made you whole. Thank God Jesus is bigger than your problem. Thank God he became poor that through his poverty you could become poor. Thank God blessings are on the way. Healing's on the way, but you don't know. The bank called me. I don't care. You're going to get by the storm which you have no control. I wish somebody get what I'm talking about. Though it may seem like total disaster, Satan only has power over us to the degree that we agree with him. <laughs> When you refuse fear, you cause the enemy to tremble. It's often during storms that God's grace reveals itself the strongest in our lives. Too many people are hindered by their pasts. I'd write this down, I'd highlight, I'd do whatever I had to put on my phone. Are you ready? Are you ready? Get this, because if you're not careful, you'll designate yourself to be angry with God for the wrong reason. Your past is not a prophecy of your future. But when Jesus in the stern of the boat was asleep on a pillow, he woke up and said to them, Teacher, don't you care about us? We're perishing. He arose and he rebuked the wind and spoke to the sea. The word rebuke that comes from the word uh, that means this, it means to describe an unclean spirit or suggesting that powers other than earthly powers caused the wind. That's why he rebuked the wind. You may not realize this, but the wind was a demonic force coming against their destiny. When you're in your destiny, the devil will come to blow a wind. Who do you think you are? He stood up. And resisted. He rebuked the wind. We got to rebuke the devil. We got to speak God's word. He rebuked the wind. He rebuked the force of, of the enemy. And then he spoke to the sea. And commanded it to be still. The sea was a response to the wind. But the sea itself was not being driven by the wind. It was acting upon what you would believe. And when he spoke, he transferred himself by his words and spoke the seas to peace. And when he spoke, the Bible says, the seas became dark and dim. They settled. And peace be still. I think it's interesting. He spoke the end from the beginning. If you don't understand that, if you can't get the point, he rebuked the wind, but he told the sea what it would look like and then told it what it was going to do.
Lord, help me get this across. Job said, that which I fear the most has come upon me. When I conspire with the enemy and join with his words and his thinking, I confirm that in my life. But when I speak the result God speaks and speak to the thing in line with God's word, I get the result of what I spoke. I'm going to finish right here. i got to finish. I'm, I'm going over. Jesus takes hopelessness and turns it into an opportunity for a miracle. Jesus is asleep, secure in the Father. It does not mean he was unconcerned. See, some of you think you're being, you're speaking out what's real or you're being truthful or honest. No, Jesus did not speak with them in line with the storm. Is anybody getting what I'm trying to tell you? It does not mean he was unconcerned. It just means he operated in the peace of God through the fact that he was God's word. Jesus said fear is what what binds us up. I don't have any time to go any further. What I want to say to you is, is that we've got to get our mouth straight. We've got to begin to speak God's victory. We've got to start walking in faith and not in fear. You got to start walking. Look, if you want to believe you're going to be a millionaire, you got to start talking like it. You want to believe you're going to get past sickness and disease, you got to start talking like it. You want to believe that finances are going to transfer to your life, you got to start talking like it. You got to speak to your son about hydroplaning before he gets to the moment where he's hydroplaning. I spoke him safe and everything came out safe. Put your hands up and give him glory, would you? Father, bless him as I go in Jesus' name.